Since last week, I'm gonna get into that. Uh, this is D Disclaimer. I am your host, D Emmanuel. I want to again thank you for your continued support. Uh, last week uh, was I took off the week. I did send out a tweet. I probably should have had uh, maybe a little. I, I wanted to put out something on the podcast because everybody might not be on the Twitter so I didn't get that out sorry man the script coming along I'm very close to at least the beginnings of a completion that sounds weird what I'm saying is I'm gonna have a draft done and that draft will probably be the final draft because I'd be on it like that hey y'all this has been uh been a wonderful wonderful process of uh, changing how I do things as far as my creative process. Uh, Today we're going to get into though real quick, I don't want to make it a long episode, going to get into LeBron to the Lakers. LeBron James to the Lakers, going to get into what that means for Lonzo Lonzo Ball, going to see what uh, the coaching situation is like. Clay Thompson's a free agent. Is his daddy still work for the Lakers? We're just going to throw that out there. Uh, he's Next year, I believe he's it. Uh, going to get into Down Gilbert, how he reacted to the chosen one leaving Northeast Ohio once again. Uh, talk about basically LeBron, uh, LeBron's choices that he made during his time, his second time in Cleveland. Magic and Barkley and all that other stuff. But like I said, big news. Boom. It landed last week. I believe it was last Friday or was it Monday? One or the other. LeBron James to the Los Angeles Lakers. He signed it. He said, I'm coming to showtime. They say the Lake Show is back. I don't know about that because ain't nobody else signed yet. Of significance. They ain't got Kawhi Leonard yet. Paul George said, you know, I'm going to take all this big lump sum of money in OKC and stay here. Peace out with your hopes of bringing me to L.A. Magic. Uh, a few other people are not there. Lonzo Ball still there. It was put out that he's hurt. Some say it was his daddy saying that. Uh, so that the Lakers don't trade him, because they also brought in Rajon Rondo and Lance Stevenson, the guy that was blowing kisses in uh, in LeBron's ears one time when he was with the Pacers, I believe. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So everybody's going, you know, a little bit wild. LeBron James wasn't no big fanfare. Free agency started. He was went through the weekend uh, or during the weekend. I think it was a Saturday. It was announced. LeBron James signs contract. 
after meeting with Magic Johnson uh, to be a Los Angeles Laker. Time in Cleveland is over. And it's not too much of a surprise. I mean, it's not too much of a surprise because even though the Cavaliers went to the finals this year again four straight times to then meet the Golden State Warriors, who the super team, as they call them, with Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green. Let me change how I said that. The super team with uh, the super team with Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, plus the superstar that couldn't do nothing uh, in OKC, Kevin Durant. I know I said it that way. I know you're like, oh man, that's just rough on. Nah, nah, sorry, Kevin. You still don't get no credit for the chip. You joined a team that was already a championship team. I'm not going to get into that again. But uh, they, once again, beat the for second straight time in a row after losing. Well, second straight time, of course, with Kevin Durant. Uh, they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was a Cleveland Cavaliers team that people weren't even thinking was going to get past all the teams in the East. Not Toronto. Not Boston. Not, uh, I don't think they played Phil. I can't remember who played the first round. But uh, LeBron got them there. And even I had to sit there and be like, yeah, this this, this is a team without Kyrie. Uh, the Isaiah Thomas thing didn't work. The the new Isaiah Thomas, not the, not the legend. Isaiah Thomas, that didn't work. He had to get traded. Um, it was just not looking good. And LeBron James ver- pretty much willed the team to the NBA Finals. It was a team, had no business being there. I mean, we're talking about like, the first title in the first uh, run that the Cleveland Cavaliers made against the Spurs with uh, LeBron James the first time he was in Cleveland, that was a team that was like, wow, LeBron brought this team there. That team was infinitely better. I shouldn't say infinitely better, but a lot better than the cast of characters that he brought this uh this second this this last year uh of course the time with Kyrie he had a he had a decent squad and I'm gonna get into that because I blame LeBron gotta say I, I blame LeBron for the squad that Dan Gilbert allowed LeBron to make now the first time around Dan Gilbert and I think it was Danny Ferry at the time they didn't put the right team around LeBron they didn't recognize LeBron's skill sets. They was sitting there thinking, oh, it's number 23. We're going to make a team like Jordan. He didn't need a sidekick. He just needed guys that could finish and play the way he played. He needed a better coach than he had at that time. Uh, I think it was Mike Brown. He needed better than that. Because anybody could see that you don't sit there and double Dwight Howard in Atlanta, in Orlando. What are you doubling some? What are you doubling a guy who has less post moves than Muggsy Bogues. If you don't know who Muggsy Bogues is, he was like a 5'2 or 4'9 point guard, 4'9, 5'2, something like that, point guard uh, back in NBA, back in the NBA in the heyday. And uh, he posted up better than Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was not a 
not a post-up guy. Not just me saying it as a layman, I guess. Uh, Hakeem Olajuwon was like, God, what does this guy not want to do what he's supposed to do in the low block? I don't know. I teach everyone. I'm the dream. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said, he just doesn't got it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, damn. I mean, I know I'm militant, but shoot, this this guy can't be taught. Uh, Kobe Bryant couldn't stand Dwight Howard, and Dwight Howard is still jumping from team to team with his 6'10 super, and, and, super, Superman frame. And, I mean, to be fair, I understand when he went to the Lakers, Max Kellerman had pointed out he did have a back issue. He did. But his attitude still. When he went to Houston, his attitude didn't change. Back issue don't make you have the attitude of, I'm still a champion. When you get bounced out of, like, the first, second round, I'm still a champion. No, 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 you're not. Sorry. You lost. So it was that attitude that, you know, people are rightfully critical of Dwight Howard. But LeBron didn't have that the first time. But this second time around, I'm sorry, man. LeBron, you picked that team. You sitting there saying, I want Kevin Love, let Andrew Wiggins, the the, the rookie, go to uh, somewhere else. I firmly believe they could have done better probably with Andrew Wiggins, at least be on the upswing uh, right now if they had kept also Kyrie Irving. And uh, I think they just they'd have gave a little bit more run for the money of Golden State even with a Kevin Durant there. So that's how I see it. Um, but the Lakers now have LeBron James. Lonzo Ball is still there. As I said, his daddy was like, you know, everybody reports that it was his daddy put out there that there's a meniscus thing, but he'll still be ready for training camp. Meniscus in his knee. They used to they used to be real bad back in the day. Now I guess they can they can do what they need to do with it and it'll be fine. But supposedly he also beefed up. He's a little bit bigger, which is good. You know, that he's, you know, that he's uh beefed up. That's what Magic Johnson told him to do. And so all reports are that LeBron James wants to play with him. So, you know. That's good. Lonzo Ball got great court vision. Uh, he has to work on his shot. I understand that. Maybe something in the in the last name Ball. <laughs> I understand, uh, but that's just about confidence. You just got to get confidence in your shot. Get that arc up. Uh, his release does look a little bit janky, but you know what? They're gonna let him keep it, just cause hey, just make it go in. Reggie Miller had some crazy release. Ray Allen had a smooth release. Larry Bird had it from behind his back. Almost like he had like make sure it didn't touch his hair. Like, <laughs> I'll shoot this ball from behind my back so I don't have to cut my hair. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know what Larry was doing. But uh, it was a you know, legendary shooter. I mean, so anyways. It's hard for me to kind of talk about the Lakers because that's not my team. Chicago Bulls fan, always. You know, I always had a little bit of interest with the Lakers is when uh, Phil Jackson, my Chicago Bulls coach for six championships, he went to the Los Angeles Lakers, got himself Jeannie Buss as, as his love interest. 
that was the that's the daughter of the late great Jerry Buss, uh, flamboyant Lakers owner. Brought Magic Johnson there, Kareem, you know, Showtime, Architect, Bright Lights. I mean, he made the Lakers what the Lakers are. You know, a huge franchise. Now Jeannie Buss runs it with Magic Johnson, you know, doing the bidding. He had a president of operations, I believe. Uh, the coach, man, Luke Walton. Some people are like, mm, LeBron didn't talk to him in his decision-making, hasn't talked to him yet. Will Luke Walton, who went on that championship run with the Golden State Warriors, who took over for Steve Kerr the first half of one season for the Warriors, where they was seemingly, on, I think it was undefeated, or they was close to it. Luke Walton, uh, son of... NBA great Bill Walton, Luke Walton, good coach, young coach. Supposedly LeBron James don't like young coaches. He didn't like Spolstra. But again, this is a coach that, even though Steve Kerr was the head coach and he was just out, Luke Walton kept the Golden State Warriors going the first part of the season undefeated. Like, till, like, the All-Star break. to like, February. You know, it was crazy. But LeBron may have other plans. And that's where I'm like, eh, come on. LeBron, I, I know you're a basketball savant, but you don't do the right basketball pick. You usually seem to pick your friends. Picking Tristan, giving Tristan Thompson that comment, con- contract mm, wasn't the greatest idea few others Dan Gilbert was giving him his bit anyways enough of that we're going to take a break come right back and really get into it this is D Disclaimer hi this is George spelled like Jorge I need y'all if you love listening to D Disclaimer with D. Emmanuel, go to his cafepress.com forward slash D. Emmanuel to buy some merchandise and support this awesome podcast. Thank you. LeBron is gone. He done left Cleveland a second time. This time he's going out west, first time in the Western Conference. A little bit more competitive. Got the Rockets. They on the rise. They did lose somebody, but they still on the rise. You got Golden State. They just got Boogie Cousins. They just got the Marcus Cousins. Picked him up. He injured. But after the All-Star break, he should be ready for the playoffs, supposedly, if he comes back. Got him for a cheap $5 million. That's cheap in the NBA. Cheap. Uh, One-year deal. And... Yeah, so reports of Ty Lue being in the airport uh, in Los Angeles. Ty Lue, coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Who knows if he's still going to be the coach next year. Uh, if I was the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'd probably, cha- you know, I'd probably, you know, you know, I'd probably, uh, you know, clean house. 
Just, you know, maybe, maybe. But uh, I'm going to get into about being Dan Gilbert, what Dan Gilbert said this time in the letter of letting LeBron, you know, of, of LeBron going. But can the Lakers beat the Golden State Warriors? How they are now? Maybe not beat necessarily, but they definitely have a chance to up their learning curve before the playoff starts. Uh, Because now LeBron's going to face them multiple times in a season before they even get to the postseason. It won't be in the finals this time, but it could be the Western Conference Finals depending on how the seedings go, that they meet the Golden State Warriors. If the Warriors get there too, because the Rockets are in the hunt as well. Now, pause. Here's what we're looking at. Lonzo Ball, I think Kyle Kuzma. uh, Is it Brandon Ingram, I think, still on the team? I need some young cats. Know about Lonzo Ball. The other two have been seemingly trade bait, except they don't want to get rid of Kyle Kuzma. I don't know, maybe because his rap lyrics are a little better or on par as Lonzo Ball. A lot of crazy shit going on. They pick up Ron, pick up uh, Rajon Rondo. That's pretty good. He's proven, did his time in Boston. Kind of a coach's headache. Maybe that's why they're looking at, are we going to keep Luke Walton as, as the coach? Got Lance Stevenson. He's been bounced around, though. He was good when he was in Indiana, blowing in LeBron's ears when they would face LeBron's teams. Uh, LeBron has taken lesser talent to the finals. Now, is this team comparable right now to what Kyrie Irving and LeBron did the year they beat the Golden State Warriors without a Kevin Durant? Debatable. If they get a Kawhi Leonard in a trade, depending on what parts they get rid of, in that trade, debatable. But there's no doubt that the regular season is going to be a little bit more interesting just on the fact that LeBron is going to get a few more shots during the regular season uh, against the Golden State Warriors to measure and to learn and build his team up. That's one thing LeBron can do is build on the talent that he has in front of him. It would just have been made easier had he let other people get the talent, maybe the second time around in Cleveland. Not the first time with Danny Ferry. They didn't know what they was doing. But now, LeBron James. With Lonzo Ball, maybe? I don't know, because Lonzo and... Lonzo can't shoot. Rajon Ronda can't shoot. They play the same position. People are wondering. LeVar Ball says on CNN, hey... Lonzo is the guy. He ain't afraid of no competition. Rondo's a good little backup. So, of course, he's going to say it. He always says this crazy shit about his son. He says if all three of his sons was on the Lakers with LeBron, which is what he wants to have happen, then nobody could stop him. All right, whatever. Okay, sure, sure. All right. It's getting a little bit old, LeVar. It's getting a little bit old. I was for your whole branding and whatnot. You, you, you need to talk more about your shoe and your apparel than you do all this other shit that you be talking about. Because I don't, yeah, you need to stop. All right, family? No, I don't know if I'm related to that. <laughs> but Lonzo Ball, 
could still be good. He's still kind of, it's going to be different. It's encouraging to hear that he's beefed up. He did need that. He was a little bit, little bit uh, too scrawny for NBA. He's taller than what most people think. think he's like 6'5", almost like a Jason Kidd was. Uh, definitely not as aggressive as Jason Kidd. Anyways, that don't matter. What matters is, man, what's going to happen with the Cleveland Cavaliers? Oh, oh. Oh man, Cleveland. Oh, it's 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 not looking good. It's not looking good. But you know what's looking good? Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert, who when LeBron James made the decision announcement on live TV, I was watching it. He said he was going to South Beach, taking his talents to South Beach to play with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh under Pat Riley's Stewardship, but delegated to Spolstra. And Dan Gilbert was hurt, betrayed. Put this letter out that I got to admit, I would always hear people talk about, but I finally read uh, in its entirety to, uh, uh, in its entirety, the first letter from 2010. Of what Dan Gilbert said to LeBron James. And it was quite scathing. Saying the cowardly hero, the so-called self-proclaimed chosen one and words like that. Now, a lot of black people like Wilbon, Michael Wilbon, ESPN, uh, and other people were like, he's talking to him like he owns him like a slave. I listened to the letter. And even what people would, would say in the comments before and even reading the comment now. It is very scathing. It's very insulting and definitely coming from a place of thinking that this guy owes them staying. But I understand. Before LeBron did this, I mean, let's look. Michael stayed with the Bulls. Wasn't no leaving. Uh, Magic stayed with the Lakers. Well, until he got, you know, tell, you know. But he only played with the Lakers. Uh, Michael, I mean, later on after the second retirement came back, but that's because he owned the Wizards. Nobody counts that. Not even the Wizards. Nobody counts that. Uh, Larry Bird stayed in Boston. You know, you have plenty of players that stayed where they were beloved, regardless of the record. Uh, I had no problem with LeBron leaving. I thought he gave up in the last series against Boston that, that, you know, before he moved, went to Miami. Uh, I think it was just frustration, but still you got it. You got to give it, give it your last, you know, the last heave ho. Uh, but Mike Brown wasn't coaching it right. So Dan Gibble writes this letter when he leaves after the decision, which when I was watching it, it hurt because it was in like the boys and girls club in Cleveland or in Ohio, and you just heard the air go out of the room. All these kids is like, oh, like, you don't bring these kids here. And somebody, somebody claimed that LeBron didn't know he was going to choose Miami till like right till they got on stage and whatnot, which is just crazy. Like, man, you you <laughs> you got to understand, you know what you're doing here. You know, somebody should have been like, hey, man, if you if you if you ain't choosing to stay in Cleveland, we need to get these kids out of here. <laughs> we can't be doing this at a boys and girls club in Cleveland. Or in Ohio somewhere. But he did it. Uh, everybody was like, oh. I was like, oh, man, really? 
He's gonna roll up out of there, like and and and, and go to go to Miami. All right, I guess. Man, South Beach, I guess. I mean, you're gonna be, you know, I guess, you know. And he made the most of it. Got two championships there. Uh, lost twice though. Once to Dallas, once to San Antonio. And, you know, Dan Gilbert writes the letter. And as an owner, I would understand if I gave as much to this guy and we just worshipped him and everybody was like, witness and all this stuff. Yeah, I could understand the vitriol and whatnot. Uh, You probably should have done like uh, a little bit like Herm Edwards said, don't press send. You know, you should have maybe had somebody proofread it, be like, you know, this is a little bit, it's a little bit extra. You know, maybe you should have done it. But this time around. Dan Gilbert gives a very humbled, measured statement in a, you know, calling LeBron a family man. First, you know, thanking his wife Savannah, his mother Gloria, and wishing them and the kids well on their new, you know, endeavor. The coming years and the next few decades, saying we'll look forward to down the line, you know. You could really read into it like, okay, how's he really feel? Like he's saying down the line they're going to retire at number 23. They could do it right now. I mean, LeBron's the greatest maybe athlete, but definitely the greatest basketball player they've ever had in the franchise in Cleveland, uh, in the state of Ohio. So, I mean, you could just say, yo, we're going to retire right now. We're going to erect the statue. But Dan Gill was probably still like, eh. Because you know, he said LeBron James. He didn't say the king. He didn't say the chosen one. He said, LeBron James, we thank you. You did what you came back home. Would have, this championship wouldn't have been, this curse wouldn't have been lifted without LeBron James coming back home and, you know, delivering us to the promised land. I mean, it was a great speech. What, uh, what, what more could you ask for from Dan Gilbert? You know, and he probably knew, like, man, we ain't got shit for you, dog. <laughs> we can't make moves. These contracts that you made us do, it's kind of jacked up. But you know what? You know, we can't win. You're a global sensation. You, you know, people are comparing you to Michael Jordan. We can't win. So farewell. Thank you for these four years. And now I get my team. Like quietly, people have said Dan Gilbert has been wanting his team back. I understand. I said what type of owner I would be if I owned a football franchise and even if I owned basketball. Yeah. You know, okay, you're a great player. You leave. I want my team back. Of course, I probably wouldn't have gave up. I don't care. It's LeBron. I wouldn't have gave up that much control, I think, to LeBron. I just try to be like, tell him, like, look, here's what we're going to try and do, man. We're going to try and make this, you know, this type of team. We're going to try and, you know, put together that's going to help you do you and get these championships for you. But I'm not going to just give you, you know, I want to give, well, I like playing with Tristan. I like playing with that. Well, I don't care who you like playing with. Who's helping you win? I don't care who you like playing, but go play with them at the YMCA. We're here trying to bring championships here and make it as good for you. I mean, if if we could have a team for you that's as good as the Utah Jazz and, you know, it's a team that doesn't have everybody, you know, to, you know, make a championship run, but you can make them into a championship run team, I don't care if you don't get along with them. You know? So what, man? Don't talk to them. As long as they show up for the games and put it down, and get a championship. You ain't got to like him. Dennis Rodman wore a dress when he was with the Pistons, you know, gave, you know, injured Scotty. Michael and Scotty was like, yeah, you can come. You can come to our Chicago Bulls as long as you don't act up. They got along, got three more championships. 
So I think LeBron in his greatness and definitely the way he can elevate a team on the court, it's like, yeah, but, man, get a team that can do it without you having to elevate them so that when you elevate them, you know, it's that much more potent. But I understand you want control. It's hard to be so great and see other people, you know, make the menu for you when you're the greatest chef. You know, you're like, nah, 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 I know how to cook. People are like, but the people, the people really want this, this item and whatnot. Nah, the people will take what I give them. I mean, yeah, but, you know, you still got to know who's out there and what they want. And what you need, basically, to be successful. You know, Magic Johnson, he had to delegate. Uh, Jerry Buss ruled the whole thing, you know. Jerry West, Laker great, made a lot of the moves for Jerry Buss. Wasn't Magic, just Magic sitting there saying, I want to play with this guy, play with this guy. They went and they made moves to get the best people for Magic to play with. Especially after Kareem left. And they got Vladi Divac, they had, you know, they still had James Worthy. You know, all legends. Ain't nobody really from LeBron's team's in Cleveland, not many are going to the Hall of Fame. Maybe, maybe Kyrie, probably Kyrie Irving, maybe Kevin Love, maybe. But, you know, Magic had, you know, Kareem, you know, Jerome, uh, not Jerome, uh, uh, James Worthy, Byron Scott. I mean, Magic didn't bring them there. So you got you to gotta understand sometimes you just, even if you're that great, you play your role. Michael was like, you know, they talked to Michael, hey, you don't mind this? Okay, you do what you do. I'm going to go out there. And as long as they bring it. <laughs> as somebody said, uh, I think Stephen A. Smith was quoting somebody, uh, was quoting a story of Scottie Pippen with Luke Wennington and Michael Jordan and Longley or somebody. Or, and I think... Uh, Maybe Levingston, we're in a we're in a eleva- we're in an elevator, and uh, Scotty was giving him a pep talk like, "Hey man, we need y'all to bring your A game today. We need you. you we need your A game." <laughs> and Michael looked back and said, "No, just bring A game." <laughs> that's cold blooded. <laughs> but that's what Michael did. Michael was like, "I'm doing what I got to do. Y'all just bring your thing." Now LeBron's a different type of player. Definitely more like Magic. But you just got to know how to bring players around to complement the best talent that you have on your team. And Cleveland didn't do it that well. And LeBron didn't do it that well when he was given the choices. Nobody wanted to come play for that team. So it was what it was. Uh, So I wouldn't have had that happen. But, you know, to the point of, LeBron leaving the first time, you know, Barkley left. He was still kind of in his prime. He left Philadelphia, but he had said before that, you know, if they'd have wrote a scathing leather letter to Barkley, it would have been because Barkley had said so much crazy shit about Philadelphia. Barkley was insulting Philadelphia while still there. And he says he likes to change and be like he was just uh, talking shit about the management and whatnot. And they was fighting. There was no love lost between them. But, uh, you know. That's Charles Barkley, you know. So, you know, 
like I said, Dan Gilbert, I don't blame you too much. Your words kind of stunk the first time. It was kind of bad. I don't know if it was, I don't think it was a racial overtone like some some of my people try to say. Uh, it just sounded like a dude that was like mad that he owned the team, put a lot into you know this one guy, and then the guy decides to leave. But Kesarasara, like I said, that really hadn't been done with somebody of that caliber ever. Like maybe a Barkley, but like I said, Barkley and the management had bad blood, so nobody was surprised when Barkley was like, "I'm out, bitches." And he had made a pretty good run there when he was you know young. He played with Dr. J. I think they went. They might have went to the finals, or they went deep in the playoffs. And I think he might have played with Moses Malone. I'm not sure. But a young Barkley had his fill in Philly. And then he he rolled out. But after a long time there. Uh, so, I mean, LeBron James leaving there. Not too big of a deal. He's a Laker, he's a Laker now. Uh, we're going to see what happened. They definitely excited in L.A. L.A. is like, yeah, but it's the L.A. kind of excitement. Like, oh, man, this is great. It's not like, oh, you know, nobody's, you know, burn, you know, you know, nobody's going and doing, you know, parades and whatnot. Somebody made a parade, <laughs> a parade of Toronto celebrating that LeBron's out of the East now and stop, you know, whooping their ass in the playoffs and knocking them out. <laughs> Toronto was throwing more of a parade than the Los Angeles Lakers fans are. But they are happy in their own way. They're like, yeah, finally, man. You're where you belong. Welcome to Tilted Uh Probably give you a key to the city. It's your thing. Um, anything you need, give us a holler. Uh, welcome. Enjoy your house in Brentwood. Um, cars, girls, whatever. You know. What's up? <laughs> I like I like it. Uh, I got to go and uh, check out. Movie I used to have, Miami Vice, uh, where it had my man uh, John Ortiz in it. That was Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell, John Ortiz, the bad guy. No, 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 it wasn't in that. He was in that, but no, I'm thinking of The Fast and the Furious. No, Fast and Furious. Uh, when Vin Diesel came back, uh, John Ortiz was the bad guy. He was like, you know, booze, booze, drugs, whatever you want. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was cool. But uh, we'll be back. This is The Disclaimer. Chuck Jackson here. I'm a big fan of D Disclaimer Podcast. With that D Emmanuel, that boy good. I didn't mean to say boy. But I support him. And the way I support him is I go to his Cafe Press merchandise page. That's at www.cafepress.com forward slash D Emmanuel. I reckon y'all go there. Get yourself a few things too. Now back to the podcast. Oh man, it's hot. It is hot. Let me tell you. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know if it's LeBron, but the heat wave is here. It's hot. Before I go, want to let y'all know things is coming along. Might change the format of this. I don't know. Um, anyways. I want to thank you for listening. Sorry again for missing last week. But big things is coming around. Continue to check out my boy uh, Dwayne Perkins Off the Top, Off the Top Podcast. Uh, When you search for it, no spaces, just Off the Top Podcast uh, on 
Apple Podcast, iPodcast, Stitcher, uh, Podcast Addict, and all your podcast applications on your phone. You can check it out off the top podcast with Dwayne Perkins. I produce it. Uh, and uh, you can hear me on there as well. Uh, you can always hit this up at the disclaimer on the Twitter, the Instagram, or if you need a few more characters, but no long essays, you hit me up at disclaimer of D at gmail.com. Hey y'all, try to make it a short one. You know, I didn't want to ramble on about the same old thing. LeBron is here. I told you I'm a Bulls fan. What I'm gonna tell you, what I'm gonna tell you, go Bulls. <laughs> We now have a better chance in the East to come. Not really. Uh, Boston and Philly have done a real good job. But anyways, man, y'all come back now. You hear? Listen to me. And join me on the next episode. I hope it's next week. (laughs) This is D Disclaimer.